It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for whatever we're behind. And it's episode 327. It's me, Richie T, and brother Kyle. I thought we were just doing episodes now, not dates. Well, I mean, but people should know the reference into when, uh, you know, when the news is coming from. It's June. It's the middle of June. Yeah. Middle of 2019. Kind of adjacent. Right. Sort of. Okay. Man. You look good. Really? Yeah, you got color on the top of your head. Well, because I just stood out in the sun for nearly two minutes waiting for you. <laughs> and I loved it. Do you have a dog? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, well, I walk, I knock on the door and, and Richie, you know, opens it like two inches. He's like, oh, I'll meet you out back and I can hear. <laughs> yes. The annoying. Well, so that <laughs> that dog's dog. name is Robert. Ah. He is a rescue. Ooh. Yeah. He's so, a rescue. Yeah. Well. I mean, you need to know that. By the sound of his barking, maybe nobody should have rescued him. Oh, come on now. That's terrible. <laughs> really, though. He is a dog that um, that I got Saturday. Really? I'll give you the story about this in a second. <laughs> but uh, he came in from California where they were like, get this dog out of here or we're going to kill him. Because okay. Utah is a no-kill state. Right. California is not that way. So California shelter said, hey, you know what? Let's send this to Utah where they won't kill it. And, uh, and, and that's how it got here now. And that's what they do with their homeless as well. Yeah. Yeah. They send them, they send no kill state. They send them east. That's terrible. (laughs) They said, they send them east for the summertime and then they they go west for the uh, warmer months or the uh, winter months. No, the homeless stay here in the winter and I don't get it. That's a story for another day. Yeah. That is a, that is a whole different thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have literally no means, but I know back in the day they used to be like, hey, here's a Greyhound bus ticket and would send them to places where they would just likely be more healthy. I guess there's too many homeless, probably. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk homeless services sometime with someone from the church here. Let's do that. I'll do that. Mental note, homeless people. Okay. Uh, so uh, my girlfriend, who... Uh, has really, really recently felt the need for me to get a dog. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Said, baby hungry. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, we're not married, so. <laughs> I know. Uh, so you got to get a dog. Yeah, I guess so, right? So um, she <laughs> said, well, I can't have a dog where I live. Can you have a dog? <laughs> and so I was like, well, I mean, I own a home. Yes. So I guess, I guess, yes, I could have a dog in theory. And so, uh, and she said, okay, okay, I know, because I'm adamant, no dog guy, right? I've been fairly adamant about that, because I had a dog growing up. We got it when I was like 11 or 12, uh, and it helped me through most of my teenage years. It ended up having diabetes, and then having to be shot with uh, insulin at 6.30 in the morning, and at 6.30 You you, you paused way too long after you said, he ended up having to be shot. With, with insulin. Yeah, with, with insulin <laughs> for his diabetes. And, and I guess eventually shot with some sort of life-ending... Um, a bullet. You know, a, no, not a bullet. Oh. You know, however they put your dog down. Uh-huh. Is it a, Is it like an IV? They put him to sleep. Yeah. Is it an IV? I, yeah. I wasn't there. I said goodbye, and then yep. I said, this will be the last time I'll ever own a dog because it broke my heart. I've seen that video. Yeah. Isn't it from Marshmallow? <laughs> it's a of, of you and your dog, the yes. story of you. Yes. Helping you through your teenage years yes, it, and the kids picking listen, on you. Listen, it is 100% that marshmallow <laughs> video. Uh, I'll make sure, remind me to I'll put that in the notes so people can see uh, what video we're talking about. You'll cry seriously at yes. work. I was like, oh crap, I'm yeah. going to start crying. Yeah, and you did. 
yeah. I wasn't there and I knew that you did because I had one of your one of your colleagues. It's like, you wouldn't believe Kyle crying like a baby. Can you come get him? Can you come get your baby friend? So uh, so so she this is how she goes about things, because my initial response to most things is no. Hey, can we? No. Hey, what about no? And then she has to like she has to get past the initial no. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. I'm always a yes, and she knows that. So she said, "You know what we should do?" And I'm like, she "Said no, <laughs> exactly. No, we should foster a dog." And I'm like, "Well, listen, I'm never home. You're not allowed to have a dog. So how is this working?" Well, yeah. listen, I can get a key to your house, and I and the dog can live with you, and then I can let it out, and I can take it out, and then when you come home in the middle of the day, and then when we see each other at night, it'd be like having a dog. To which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which to me, I sort of remember. You remember that experiment that you had to do in middle school? With the like, egg? Yeah, with the egg. Yep. Or like the flower baby or yeah. the, whatever the things were. They've they've now become robot babies that will snitch on you. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You like plug them into a USB and it's like, it left me to cry for seven hours. Fail. Yep. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know what? Okay. We can, we can fill out the paperwork to be foster dog parents and in my mind i'm thinking all right this this satiates her need to feel like we're doing something it opens up the window but likely they won't call for a couple weeks they have to register the paperwork that was saturday at five saturday at 8 30 the people (laughs) yeah are you kidding me no hey we've we've got a dog coming in it doesn't have a place to stay there's not room in the inn as it were uh Uh, can you come can you come and get him and i'm like "I, i mean are my, my house isn't ready for a dog, but okay. I mean, I thought I would get more heads up in all this, but sure. Sure, you bet. You bet. I'll take a dog. Wow. And so uh, they sent me a picture of what the dog would look like. And I was like, oh my really? gosh, that's the cutest dog. Really? Yeah. That's not the dog I got. Oh, <laughs> It's like a form, like yeah. here's cute puppies we yeah. give out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, Here. here's yours. Oh, oh, hey, sudden, sudden uh, last minute change. This is actually <laughs> the dog you're gonna get. Um, so it it is a poodle something mix, and his oh, name is Robert. Gosh. Oh boy, it's Robert the poodle. Here's the deal, uh, and this is super sad. Robert the poodle was abused by whoever owned uh, to the point that they didn't take care of him. He had to be shaved. Uh, right before he left California and actually kept there for a couple of days to make sure that he didn't have any diseases. And he also hates men. Like literally mm-hmm. men are intimidating. Kids, loves kids. Women, oh my gosh, loves the women. Men, yeah. hates, hates the men. So the way that this works is, all right, I'm going to bed. First night, I put Robert in the room, right? I'm like, well, I guess I have a dog, so I guess I have a dog room now, and I'm going to invest in a dog bed. So I put the dog in the dog bed in the, like, it, cage, and I go to bed, right? It, in, in your bedroom? No, no, or, no, no, no. Nope. Okay. The dog will never sleep in my bedroom. Okay. There's my bedroom, not, which is mine. Not at the foot of the bed. Nope. Dog guy. Nope, nope, nope. Because Good. then they don't stay in the foot of the bed. Then they come into right. the neck of the bed. Right. And then the face of the bed. And all of the things. So, no. Upstairs, I lay down. And at that moment, you realize you'd made a huge mistake. (laughs) I was like, it's his first night away from home. Okay. All right. So, I go up and I'm like, all right. And I let him out of his cage and I just leave him in the room. And then I'm able to pass out because I'm half deaf. But I know that he was still while I went to sleep. 
right? Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning. I come up. Hey, good morning, Robert. Remember me, the guy who put you up and put up with your stuff last night? Nope. (laughs) 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 Robert, 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 it's me, the guy who was literally downstairs and you had no problem with it. (laughs) 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 And his barking right now is exactly like the dog sounded when I... Went to the front door. Yeah, just now. No, I've got it. I I've got a perfect yeah, Robert impression. And and what came to mind when when you opened the door two inches and said, "Oh, I'll meet you out back," and I could hear that. Do you remember the episode of Seinfeld mm. where he has to watch somebody's dog because they are dying, uh-huh. and it's Rufus and it's barking nonstop? And right. They, yeah. Yeah, it's th- like that. That exactly is what came to mind. So what? So then you know I have to take the dog out. <clears throat> And since he hates men, yeah. I have to chase the dog around the house. And then I have to <laughs> pin him in a corner, which he then urinates all over the pillow underneath <laughs> him and all over himself. Like it, it's, it's funny on the one hand, right. yeah, and then super tragic on the other hand, right? That this is a dog that's so terrified. Well, I you're gonna say uh, super, like made you angry? No, I mean it's so. The thing is, uh, like it, it made me sad because. My girlfriend was like, yeah, he loves me. No problem. And then I'm trying to engage and it's like, oh, no, it's not working. And then I'm instantly thrust into back when I was married. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, the kid loves her. The kid loves her. But no. there's, there's something very unlovable about me. No. By no means. For, for real. I really thought that. Oh, this. my gosh. But so then I'm able to pin him down. I get the leash on his neck. Uh-huh. And, oh, hey, hey, where are we going? What are we doing? Loves it. Take him for a walk. Walk him around. Comes home. I sit on the couch and he does the cutest. I mean, this is where the dogs get you. Foster dogs or not. Cutest little like plop face on my lap. And uh-huh. just goes. <sighs> yeah. You know, and then you're petting him. And it's, of course, the cutest thing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So then later, you know, I had to feed him. And all that went well, right? And goes to be bedtime. And I'm like, all right. Second night. I can sleep in his cage. I got this. Put him in the cage. Go downstairs where my bedroom is. <laughs> Okay. Well, I've heard from parents, you know, of young infants. You just got to let them cry it out. Yeah. Or as I did with my son, shot collar. (laughs) And it works with dogs. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'll I'll open the cage. You can stay in the room. You can kind of be loose in the room. That's fine. Scamper, scamper, scamper. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. I'm sleeping this one out again. So that was a couple of nights ago. And then uh, last night, I was like, you know what? Forget it. He's not, he hasn't shown me that he's going to urinate anywhere uh, if I'm not chasing him down and trying to put a leash on him uh, or that he's going to go to the bathroom anywhere. He's pretty well house trained. You know what? I'll let him stay in the upstairs of my house. Good night, Robert. <laughs> go downstairs. Went to sleep. Didn't even hear the dog at all. Didn't hear the dog one single bit. Is your bedroom in the basement then? Yeah. Master bedroom is in the basement. And there's a couple bedrooms upstairs. He had the whole reign of the upstairs, but he's got a little dog bed that, you know, 75% of the time he just lays in. So I'm like, cool, we got this. We're making, you know, improvements day after day. I come from the downstairs stairs. The bed that he's sleeping in is right at the top of the stairs. I come up. We're doing this again. I'm Richie. Robert, Richie, nice to meet you. I'm the guy who has now kept you alive multiple days. Are we are we Groundhog Day in this? Do I need to, you know, it really it, it really is like that. Who is yeah. this? All right. All 
right, let's go on the leash. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember? Let's walk around the neighborhood. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever my girlfriend's around, it is like uh, it is like I am the like the cheating lover or something like that. <laughs> and he'll just plop in her lap, and to me, it's. <laughs> but I'll say this: Gosh. it's been kind of fun. Really? Yeah. And with all that? Yeah. Because it's really not all that much. It, that I mean, all that is true and not at all played up for this uh, show available in podcast form. But that's 10 minutes. You want food? Here, food. You want to come sit and watch TV? Cool. We're watching TV and that's it. Like he's not barking at the neighbors. He barks one time when he knocks at the door. Yeah, sure. Every dog barks and someone no, comes to the don't. door. No, they don't. Well, no one comes to my door. Except for you. That's true. You and the Jehovah's Witnesses, because I told them to come back sometime. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> really? Yeah, they came by when I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually really interested and would love to have a conversation with you guys. Come back. And my plan is, my hope is, when they come back- Trap bring them in them, here. Yeah, bring them back here yeah. to the home studio and just be like, so what are you guys hoping to do? Like, what's- Yeah. Like, what's the point? What I think that would be great. Wouldn't Un- it be? Unrehearsed, unprepared. Yeah, just talk to Just me bring about him it. in. What do, we, what do we think? What do you know about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Why do you think I should, you know, what's, what's your message? Why should I uh, Why should I listen to you guys? Yeah. So, so that's been basically my life. That and uh, working a bunch. We're in full swing of wedding season. So if anyone has a wedding or a uh, party or summer party or event that needs an MC, that is Master of Ceremonies, mm-hmm. uh, you can hit me up, contact at theculturalhall.com. That works for anything, too. If you have episode suggestions or anything else, you can hit us up there. Uh, the answer to all those questions, if I have any of those? Uh-huh. Nope. Nope. Parties, weddings. Well, but your kid's going to get married events. one day. Well, that's not this summer. So, no. Oh, man. He has, so he has now a girlfriend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How is that? We're a month into it. Okay. Did you have? <sighs> did you have the conversation of like... Girls will rip your heart out and break them and stomp on them and I, I actually take did. all your money. <laughs> I actually did. Really? Yeah. How was that received? Yeah. Like, ah, Dad, I know. It's all right. But I love her it, and hormones, Dad. Yeah. Because yeah, he went. So uh, when was prom? Maybe a month ago? Yeah, it could have been. Month, two um, months ago? Yeah, he went to prom, which I advised against, but he did. She, uh, is she, I, and this will sound creepy, but is she, like, is she... An attractive girl for him? She she is. Okay. He's outpunted his coverage, okay. most definitely. <laughs> I love that. And, and and how I met her was, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but he was looking for, you know, they go on a day date, they go on a night date, they spend mm-hmm. a bunch of money. He's trying to think of something to do for his date the day before. They're going they to do, do an a activity. Date? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, people do things for like a week. Really? Yeah. Good for good for today's culture. No, I'm spend so all that this. money and own that person right. for the whole week. <laughs> right, mine date. Uh, and then by the time you're sick of them, then it's prom night. Yeah, and... hey, you don't want to dance with them, or you've broken up. Yeah. You had the whole cycle of a high school relationship within that week. Yes. Oh, I love him. Oh, I love you too. Oh, this is great. Oh. So he he said, you know, I don't know what to do this night. So a couple weeks before, I said, I'm going to see a band. Um, it's a date. All ages venue uh, at the complex, one of the venues down there in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. um, a band called The Midnight. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a hard rock band or anything. One that I really like. So I, I said, is I'm it go- new wavy for people who don't know what is it's, it? Uh, the Midnight plays a type of music called synth wave. Okay, it's been around for four or five years, and it sounds very eighties. Okay, but and, it's new age eighties. But, but it's done. Yeah, it's okay. it's all brand new. Th- okay. This band's been out for about three or four years. Uh, so a couple of days before he's like, you know, I think I'm going to do that. I, I said, now remember I'm going, I'll be there. 
He said, yeah, no, that's fine. So I went with my plus one. Uh-huh. And uh, before the show, we, we get there and we park and I'm walking to the back line. He's near the front of the line waiting to get in. Uh, so I see, so I see him there and I don't want to embarrass him. So I'm like, Hey, I'll see you inside. I don't want to. Right. So we, we go inside and we chat with them briefly. We were introduced, you know, to her. I don't want to say her name just in sure. case. No, that's fine. I, and, and they, and, uh, the gal that I'm with keeps looking over and, and I'm like, don't let them see you looking over. <laughs> play cool, she, play she's like, cool, no, play I'm not, cool. I'm not, I'm playing it really cool. So it went great. And then afterwards we went outside and, and chatted for just a minute mm-hmm. outside the venue. Very nice. All she, four of you guys? Yeah. Okay. And she's extremely nice and well-spoken and, and a real cute girl. She's a, a year younger. She just graduated. Okay. And my son's about to be a senior. Okay. So she just... Oh, so he's a year younger. Yes. Okay. Sorry. She's a year older than yeah. he is. Okay. So older woman. Okay. Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and, think that's how that works, but I'll go oh, with you. okay. <laughs> Unless she goes to BYU, in which case that's how it works. Uh, yeah. So they, they, and then uh, afterwards he mentions her a couple more times and I, uh, you know, he's hanging out with some friends and her, you know, they come by, she is with some friends, they come and pick him up and they go out. And eventually after a couple of weeks, he, he tells uh, my, my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. because they are hanging out together while Mm -hmm. I'm doing a race. Right. um, Well, you know what, we're, he, he, I, man, I, if his mother finds out, she will kill him or me, but (laughs) he confides in her that, you know, well, we're kind of exclusive or dating he spills it all out to her to my uh-huh. girlfriend you uh-huh. know before uh-huh. anybody else right um all the all the all the gory details sure not really many details yeah. but anyway and he and probably and hopefully not gory yeah and she helps him get her a uh, birthday gift while Aww. we're down there and, and and so a couple days or a week ago um they he came to me and said uh hey so i've, I've talked to mom about this but uh Susie, that's a made-up name okay her family and all of their family, she, she has some wealthy extended family, are going to Lake Powell. They have a giant houseboat. Mm-hmm. They've invited me to come. And you said, now, when they invited you, does that mean your dad, too, or just you? I didn't think of that. Should have. I should. Should have. I couldn't go because we just got back from another trip, and okay. I've been gone three times in the last three weeks. Good for so, you. So I couldn't. No, it hasn't been good. No, bad for you. No, bad. So I, I said, let me talk to your mom, because my initial reaction is probably no, Okay, but I, I'm open to it. My, do you know what my first question to him was what? about this? What? Uh, is her family LDS? Uh-huh. Now, that being said, it's not because, well, people that aren't LDS are bad. Right. But there's more of a tendency, if they're not, to maybe have people that are drinking and partying. Sure. sure. Which is fine. But I don't want my son on a houseboat with his girlfriend, maybe in an environment that kind of like that. would be conducive to him to be, uh, you know, appropriate. Right. Sure. It opens up a lot of other doors. Uh, her family is, or most of them are. Uh-huh. Um, in the end, we allowed it. Uh-huh. So he left this morning at 8.30. Right. We spoke to her parents. He, hold on, I'm I'm getting a text message from you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Your son. Having a great time. Uh, no, uh, he says, oh, you Venmo him $800 for bail. <laughs> Because he's in jail. Sick of her already. Want yeah, to come yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, and this place is beautiful, but Susie, come on. That was my next thing. I said, you know, this is five days you're going to be stuck. That sounds awesome. On Good a boat. You guys. I'm like, what if like after two days you guys are tired of each other? She gets mad at you. You get mad at her. Right. This is going to be a nightmare. That's life. He gets to learn from it. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't think your wife was going to go for it, did you? Uh, his mom? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, your I, ex-wife. I, I thought, <laughs> sorry. That's all right. <laughs> sorry. Don't ever do that to me. I won't do it to you again. I promise. Uh, I thought she might be open. I thought she might be like me, like I'm leaning towards no, but let's hear it out. Right. Have you, did you get to meet the other parents first? I haven't met them, uh, no. See, I, that would be the one thing I would have done differently. Like, uh, in that, it's interesting. You point out the tricky question, like, are they LDS? And that, it is a, that is a trap. I'll be interested to see if people listening to this have uh, that initial reaction to it. Right. Uh, contact at theculturalhall.com. But for me, uh, when I had, what, stewardship over the, the kids, mm-hmm. uh, and by the kids, I mean the kid, I would always meet his parents. Hey, we're going to be at Blankety Blank's house. Cool. Let me meet him. Hi, you're Mike. Great. Great to meet you. Cool. All right. Well, this is my kid and he's important to me. So, you know, these are the kind of things that we don't allow them to do at our house. Is that similar here? Yeah, that's similar here. Cool. Done. Yep. And and we had that conversation via phone. Okay. So I, I'd have liked to admit con- in person, but right. but yeah, we yeah called them on the phone. You didn't want to be embarrassed when they came to visit you at the uh, storage shed. <laughs> Come in. Well, you know, I so for the better part of the last three weeks, I've been sick, mm-hmm. quite sick. Uh, sinus infection, ear infection. My son had strep, so I may have had strep. I don't know. I stopped going to the doctor for medications right. eventually. Yeah. Uh, and so one day I'm at home. Re- there was four or five days where I was laid out. Mm. And, and my son is calling me or texting me saying, hey, uh, Susie and I are are nearby. We're down at these restaurants. Let us get you some soup. Let us get you something to eat for dinner. And I said, no, you know what? Don't. What a great kid. I, you know, he really is. Yeah. Uh, and Which I, I surprises me so much know, based on 50% of his genetics. <laughs> well, that if, if you, you knew will. 100%, you'd be even more surprised. <laughs> so I said, no, no, don't, you know, save your money. You know, we're going on a trip in a week. Don't worry about it. And, and he, back and forth, he's like, that, you know, let us take care of you. I know you're really sick. How about some Something to be, you know, he wanted to be nice. Sure. And, and eventually I, I was so out of it. I don't, this is kind of subconscious and, and maybe real. I said, I, I don't want her, I don't want you to be embarrassed about where I live. Really? Are you, yeah. are you sort of embarrassed about where you live? Uh, for me personally, no, but for him, she comes from a wealthy family. Uh. I live in a shack. <laughs> now I live in a shack in a really nice neighborhood at the, at the mouth of a canyon, like uh-huh. a great place. Right. That I absolutely love. I love it there. But your particular residence is like an off building. Yes. It, it looks like somebody's yeah, storage place off of the mansion next to it, who is my landlord. Yeah. Uh, and so something inside me evidently thought that, you know, I, I might embarrass him that, hey, here, you've seen my, uh, my mom's because she'd been to pick him up at his mom's home before, uh-huh. but she had not been to my home yet. This is a, a few weeks ago now. Uh-huh. And I was maybe afraid that he would be embarrassed that. Here's my mom in the lap of luxury. Here's my dad. He's kind of a loser. <laughs> he doesn't have a driveway. Yeah. Uh, and he we got to his... walk back and be quiet. Why? Shh. Yeah. We're going to drop it off on the corner and he's going to come get it later. And and it kind of made him feel bad. Oh. Like, why would you think that I would be ashamed of you? Yeah. Which was actually pretty cool. Yeah. What a cool kid. And he kept asking, and, and later I said, you know, I, when I like sobered up, I'm like, you know, I feel bad that I didn't let you because it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't hungry, but it, it wasn't that. It was that you were trying to do something kind yeah. and I wasn't letting you do that. And, and I should have just yeah. because it would have made him feel good. Sure. And, and me, but it was, I, I was so out of it that I, I knew you'd mess it up somehow. Straight. Yep. Good. Oh, I totally screwed it up. <laughs> Has she been to the house yet? Uh, no. Oh. No, she hasn't. 
No, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting until we get a new coat of paint on the old, <laughs> the old shackles. Uh, that's awesome. Anything else that uh, you need to share? No, Be- that's that's plenty. All right, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll get into actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and Internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Dan the Laptop Man here, and it's time for another PC Laptop's Bedtime Story. Once upon a time, Brian was looking for a new computer. He searched far and wide from north to south, and he even took his quest online. But he had yet to find the PC of his dreams and was feeling sad. If only I could find the perfect computer with a lifetime warranty to match, he thought to himself. But then Brian stumbled upon a magical store with a friendly staff and a selection galore. Inside, he knew he had found what he'd been searching for all along, a blazing fast PC with a lifetime warranty his heart had desired. Brian returned home, his new PC laptop's desktop in tow. And should it come time to upgrade, Brian knows where to go. PC Laptops, where we really do love Brian and you. PCLaptops.com I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah, now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab, to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks, in large part, to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias, at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me email richie r-i-c-h-i-e-t as in tough guy stedman s-t-e-a-d-m-a-n at gmail.com i would love to see what i could do to make your event that much better whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life you need the best dj in utah and like i said it doesn't have to be in utah it can just be the best dj in utah i don't know now we start to get into like the technical things it's bestdjinutah.com The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. Brother Kyle, why don't you go ahead and take the first story? I'm going to start with the worst first. Okay. Get, Get it, it out of the way. Okay. Get the taste fine. out of our mouth later. Uh, ex-bishop sent to jail for sexual misconduct, lewdness with a teen in West Jordan. Uh, after his Latter-day Saint Bishop inappropriately touched him in 2016, it took a Draper teenager two years to tell his parents what happened. 
Keep in mind, I thought he was my friend, his mother remembers, her son saying when he finally came forward. The words are seared in her memory. She told a judge in West Jordan courtroom on Tuesday, saying her son kept the secret for so long because he just didn't know what to do. Moments later, 3rd District Judge Catherine Bernards Goodman sentenced Jeffrey Byron Head, age 54, to four months in jail and four years of probation in the case that has divided his Draper community. He was given credit for the 45 days he has already served. Ahead of the sentencing hearing, uh, more than a dozen of his friends and family members sent letters in support of Head, including former Utah House Speaker Greg Hughes, who is his brother-in-law, who is planning on entering the 2020 race for governor Hmm. in the coming months. Uh, before the young man, now 19, believes, uh, sorry, in the in the weeks since the jury returned its verdict, the Draper teenager and his family have been preparing to move away from the neighborhood to order and, in order to distance themselves from him. They still live in the same neighborhood. It's the same ward. But the man, now 19, believes his family shouldn't have to find a new home. He has started over and over that. Jeff should have to move, not us, his mother said. Right. The judge agreed. She asked whether there uh, is a for sale sign outside Head's home because they are correct. He should have to be the one to move. Uh, Head was also convicted in April of two counts of lewdness, a Class B misdemeanor, after a different boy told police that he, uh, that Head uh, would discuss sex all the time and drove him home from a church activity in 2017, but locked the doors and insisted they discussed uh, things. Uh, court documents state their discussion continued about a week later. When that uh, when Head came to that boy's home unannounced, and the two sat on the teen's bed discussing these things. Right, it's a terrible uh, it's, story. It is. We, we uh, shared the initial um, when he was first kind of found out about here in the cultural hall, talking about articles of news, and so it's been it's been pretty fascinating to find out that it takes what almost three years to be able to get this pushed through the court. Are they making him move then? Uh, they have not. The judge told him that he should, but I don't think there has been anything that it states that it's been a court-ordered thing. Hmm. Uh, let me go to this that's a little bit lighter, perhaps. Uh, the the uh, Manti pageant. Have you ever oh, been before? I haven't. You've got this last chance. Really, <clears throat> yeah. literally this last chance. Yeah. It starts, uh, I want to say, it starts the 13th of June and then goes for like eight performances and then that's it. So if you have not yet taken, has your kid ever been? No. Your kid hasn't been either? No. Okay. So what have you got the next couple weekends? He's Well, he's going to be gone to Lake Powell at yeah. the moment. Tell when? Um, he will be back on Tuesday. The Let me see what date that is. Okay. Uh, let's see what is Tuesday. Uh, what month what? is this? Oh, he, <laughs> he's back on the 18th. All right. So I think you have that, that weekend to be able to go and see the uh, Mormon Miracle Pageant, the Manti Pageant down in Manti, Utah, and then it's done. They're not doing it anymore. When is it open? What were the dates again? I think it on? starts the 13th, Thursday the 13th. Okay. And then I think it goes... So thir- tomorrow. Yeah, I think it goes Thursday, Friday, and then I want to say it goes Saturday. It skips Sunday, and then I think it goes like Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is that eight performances? That's all the thing that sticks out of my yeah. mind is that there's eight performances. So you have eight chances to see this thing. It's huge. It's in the center of the state of Utah, and this is the last time that they'll do it. Coolest part about it is, and hopefully I can get these folks in uh, to an episode of the Cultural Hall, they have a book called The Mormon Miracle Pageant, and you can also get a coin, like a souvenir coin, that uh, talks about the 50, uh, which will now be 52 years of doing the pageant and the history and what's come from it and and be able to kind of what kind of remember this thing that it, it, it's a part of LDS culture that's gone yeah. away, going away. 
It's been how long they've been doing that? They've done Manti fifty two years. I want to say that they started doing Hilkamora <laughs> almost a hundred years ago. Oh wow. Maybe not that long. What year is it? Nineteen? Now maybe seventy five years ago for the uh for the uh Hilkamora pageant. Wow. But you know, with the changes of getting rid of them, it's something that you should go do. Take the kid, tell him, you know what? You you asked if you, there was something you could do while I was sick. Here's what you could do for me. Let's go. You can bring your girlfriend. Get your gal pal. Oh, yeah, get your Let's gal. go. Let's double date. Yeah, get your gal pal in the backyard. You know, one of my favorite things, though, growing up was when I double dated with either of my parents. I was just going to ask, would that is that weird? No. It was really? so, it was so it? much fun. With the relationship that you have with your son, I think it would be okay. I don't know that everyone would love it. Yeah. Yeah. But huh. I, I really loved it. I remember... Uh, right when I was like 16 or 16 and a half, I went on a double date with a girl named Heather Cook and my dad and my stepmom. And we went and saw um, Phantom of the Opera uh-huh. at uh, what was then the Capitol Theater in downtown Salt Lake. Were they married yet or were they just Oh, they were courting. married. They were married. Okay. Yeah. And Heather wasn't married. She was just a year older than me in school. Yeah. But it was great. I had a hemp necklace on. This is stupid. You'll <laughs> love this. I had a hemp <laughs> necklace. With like oh boy. a little mushroom, a little clay oh mushroom boy. right in the middle. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Yay, the 90s. <laughs> Yay. So, uh, yeah, you should double. Double and go check it out. The Manti, the Mormon miracle pageant. Uh, and that noise that you just heard, we did a little bit of that on Facebook Live. If you're not following us on Facebook, it's the Cultural Hall. You can also find us on Pinterest. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us on Instagram, all at the cultural hall what else you got uh so vid angel who maybe you've heard about before yeah clarify again it's a company from provo utah they take uh vid movies that are on video they take vids yep they take vids and they are an angel to them yeah. they they cut out the swear words they cut out nudity so you can go see horrible films with uh the nudity and the swear words out of it yeah it's like uh, there was another company back in the day who also had a lawsuit claimed against them. Clean flicks. Yeah, that's right. Clean yeah. flicks. You could go rent the, you could rent the edited thing. Right. So you could rent Pretty in Pink, and you wouldn't have the. T- <laughs> Is there a scene in Pretty in Pink? There's a couple curse words. Okay. Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah. Not bad. There, but there's a streaming service besides VidAngel that does this too, isn't there? I. I want to say really? so. You you have to like what you do is you buy the DVD. Someone will let me know what this is. Contact at theculturalhall.com. But you, so, so you, oh, you like buy right. the DVD, but then you play it through your DVD player where you have set the <clears throat> presets to, um, to take out certain content or words or something like that. And so that's how they get around it is because they're not altering the disc. They're just setting parameters of which, you know, they can filter. Okay. Through. I yeah. think, I think that's it. Huh. Uh, well, they're they're set to go to court for a two-day Disney trial uh, and could face expensive damages. Uh, three years after major Hollywood giants sued VidAngel for copyright infringement, the Provo startup could face expensive damages at the end of a two-day trial that begins uh, yesterday. Uh, is this yesterday? Yeah. It started yesterday, and it will go yesterday and today. Um, in a nutshell, VidAngel uh, previously allowed customers to stream movies for $1 each and filter out content they didn't want to see. Uh, Disney, Lucasfilm, now part of Disney, Warner Brothers, and 20th Century Fox sued VidAngel for copyright infringement. Now, after eight years of legal back and forth, VidAngel is in court and could face millions of dollars in damages. They'll most expect that the company won't have to pay the maximum penalty. The trial will follow a summary judgment 
uh, issued in March that decided VidAngel did violate copyright law and the studio's public performance rights. The ruling also dismissed VidAngel's argument that the company actions were protected by the Family Movie Act and Fair Use Law. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I know people want to be able to edit those, but I, th- I still think there's a thing where it's like, listen, if you don't want to watch that content, you don't get to watch that content. Yeah, don't watch that movie. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Oh, but I don't want to. Oh, oh, but I really feel like I could learn. Nope, nope. But you, I really want to watch nope. the movie Seven. Yeah. <laughs> I would love my kids to see that. Yep. I feel like they could really learn. A young child could really be impressed on the cruelties of war if they watched Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yes, you're right. And now yes, the movie is would. 14 minutes long. Yeah, 100%. No, watch it. There, And there's a whole other. And we actually, I think, talked with the folks from Clean Flicks in the early days uh, of the cultural hall. Um, there is a certain amount of uh, artistry that goes into films. And when you take out that very specific written word or those very specifically orchestrated scenes, like that's not how the artist intended for that to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, used, viewed, any of those things. But what about when I watch a movie, uh, and I recently actually did watch Pretty in Pink like four times because uh-huh. it just happened to be on at night sure. on BBC, uh, and the curse words, you know, you can hear somebody else's voice Smart come over. Yeah. yeah. Nerf herder. Or, or on, actually, just this last week, uh, Breakfast Club was on, uh-huh. and several are of the words. St- are you stuck in the 80s? I am stuck. <laughs> in, it's what comes on BBC at sure. 10 o'clock at night. Sure. Uh, so what's it, what about uh, them editing right. these Well, movies? right, and so... So I think that the the thing is, is they get the movie houses still get money when those things are rebroadcast. So I think that that's how they are okay with it. But from an artistry standpoint, I think that some of those directors would be like, no, don't edit it. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much control they have. Some I'm sure can write it into their contract saying, no, you share it in the way that it was intended or not at all. The the way that, because I sort of struggled to understand this, someone explained it to me. It's like, think of your favorite um, painted piece. Like, what do you have a favorite painted piece? No. Like, every um, BYU co eds is Starry Night by Van Gogh, right? Do you know what that looks like? I do. Yep, yeah, I do. So, uh, you have that up on the wall, right? Now, I want you to cover up a third of that and just be like, no, appreciate this. And it's like, no, I don't understand it in full context. I'm missing this other part. And, you know, or like putting a pair of shorts on David, right? David yeah. being the, you know, right. the sculpture by um, Michelangelo. Like, it's just not the same thing. Yeah. It will forever be a struggle between artistry and, uh, you know, content, those who feel like those things shouldn't be shared. But it is it is an interesting discussion to be had. A uh, couple other stories that I had. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints bought a multi-million dollar site for its new temple in Auckland, New Zealand. This, of course, was announced when President Nelson was down that way. I, I only bring this up because um, the site is $14.35 million in buildings and then $13.3 million in land. But my favorite part, the road that it's going to be built on, it's called Redoubt. <laughs> Redoubt <laughs> Road or Redoubt or Redoubuti. R-E-D-O-U-B-T, Readout Road, um, and it's sort of in the middle of this of this uh, sort of uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints kind of campus compound, right? Hmm. There'll be a church there as well, and I, as if I, if I remember correctly, um, there's also a school either right adjacent or nearby, um, so they have announced that. 
uh, and have actually purchased that. So that was interesting. President Nelson, that is Russell M., uh, going on a tour of the Latin American countries. Like where, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Latin America. He's going to Guatemala City, Guatemala, Bogota, Colombia, Quito, Ecuador, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. There are more than 2.6 million Latter-day Saints, 13 temples, and 65 missions in the countries that the prophet will visit. So it's pretty remarkable. Uh, he will embark or disembark? Embark. Uh, August 24th and be gone until the 2nd of September. Uh, and he'll be going with Elder and Sister Cook. So that's kind of a cool, <coughs> that's kind of a, a fun thing wow. of what's going on. Uh, do you like the Glenn Beck, Brother Beck? He's certainly a polarizing character yes. within the church. Uh, there is an interesting story about him uh, that Good Morning America did. They have a podcast um, that is called Journeys of Faith with Paula Ferris. That's one of their hosts. And they sat down and visited with Glenn Beck, and he talks all about how uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints saved him. Huh. Saved his life, changed who he was. And when we posted this article on Facebook, people said, well, we want him back the way he used to be then. If this is how he's been changed, <laughs> we'd like him back to see the way that he was. Good point. Um, Beck was actively, and according to this, actively trying to destroy his own life with drugs, alcohol, suicidal tendencies. And he remembers thinking that he screwed everything up and that people would be better off without him. He credits his wife and his faith in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, which he says started with quite a bit of skepticism. It's worth a listen, um, even if you don't like Glenn Beck. It's an interesting conversion story uh, to see how he came from where he was and what he was doing to where he is today. What else do you have? Uh, you were just talking about President Nelson uh -huh. and his world tour. Yes. Well, he was recently in Orlando, Florida. Yes. And uh, speaking at uh, baseball, was it a baseball? I'm pretty. It was either baseball or a football arena, or maybe they share the same thing. But it was one of these like fifty thousand, um, fifty thousand uh, gathered to hear the prophet speak kind of things. Yeah. Uh, well, Nelson, along with his wife Wendy and Apostle uh, Uchtdorf. Yeah. Are you afraid to say Dieter? Dieter. Dieter. Uh, and and uh, his wife Harriet spoke at the Amway Center. That's the one that they were at. Oh, it's the NBA's Orlando ah, that's Magic. That's what it was. Uh, about 20 minutes from uh, Disney World Resorts. Uh, Orlando can claim to be the site of many happy memories for countless individuals, Nelson said, but lasting happiness, even joy, comes to those who keep the commandments of God. Now, before the devotional, um, Nelson met with... Uh, civic interfaith and business leaders, including a special guest, the owner of the Pults. Uh, Pults is a gay nightclub in Orlando. Well, you... it's, a, it's a nightclub. The, the well, nightclub itself oh, isn't gay. Okay. Well, it says in here, the gay nightclub in oh, Orlando. Really? That's yeah, poor writing. It is. Um, and, and you may know it because uh, a gunman killed 49 people in a mass shooting three years ago. That was three years ago today, as a matter of fact. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and so he, which I... I think it's interesting that he met with them. Yeah. Um, maybe not interesting, but I'm, I'm pleased that he did. Uh, he said, I was moved uh, that Nelson knew what we were doing, said Barbara Poma, executive director of the One Pulse Foundation, a nonprofit group set to create a sanctuary of hope after that tragedy. He was so kind to me, and that meant a lot. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting that he met with this group, uh, spoke with that owner for a little bit, yeah. and, and basically 
gave his condolences and and support behind that. So I think it's great. One of the things that I love about <clears throat> President Nelson is that he really is seemingly willing to meet with whomever, whenever, and however. Yeah. And, and you know, people are, will be critical. Well, he didn't say the right thing, or he said this, and it, maybe it meant that. Or, well, if he met with them, why can't he be more, you know, why can't the church be more loving of LGBTQ plus folks? And the thing is, I just think it it is remarkable that he's having the conversation because you can't get to the end of the road if you don't start down the first part of the road. Yeah, it's and I kind of look at it. You've got as older people will be, they tend to be much more conservative mm-hmm. and much more old school. The mm-hmm. guy is not young, and he 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 met with the owner of a nightclub where that you know the owner of a nightclub period, and then the yeah. The, yeah, the, the situation is yeah, just re- kind of interesting. Yeah, regardless of what kind of nightclub it yeah. was, I don't see President Nelson sitting down with a lot of nightclub owners being like, hey, right. hey how's it going? <laughs> so I was wondering, what are you getting, you know? I was wondering, Robert Casey, who is a Patreon friend of the Cultural Hall, he was at the uh, uh, devotional with President Nelson out in Orlando. And he sent oh, a picture really? of us. We'll put that uh, up on uh, our Instagram We'll share that cool. today. There's a lot of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I always see that and I think, why didn't I invest in white shirts? <laughs> That's what I see every time it's I see not too late. a sea of, uh, <laughs> sea of uh, members of the church. Makes me laugh. Um, just a couple of things. You'll find these stories uh, associated with this episode of theculturalhall.com. Jana Reese has written an article talking about the 2015 uh, LGBT exclusion uh, and uh kind of drilling down on whether it w- or not it was a mass exodus out of the church. So, you know, the 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 sons and daughters of um, homosexual parents couldn't get baptized. The thing that was recently reversed, um, she talks about, well, you know, did this in fact cause a mass exodus? Uh, and uh, I'll paraphrase it as I interpreted it. Other people may be able to go to theculturalhall.com and read um, you know, read the read the story or her findings and, and take away a different thing is is not that it was necessarily a mass exodus, but for a lot of people who had sort of been on the fringe, it was kind of their last straw. Like, okay, I haven't been for a while, but I'm staying in because who knows, maybe I want to do this again. Wait, they said what? I'm out. So it'll be interesting to see if we see a... Um, a resurgence or a, a slower, a trickling of of people leaving the church now that um, that policy has been, uh, you know, redacted or, or, or changed back to how it was before. There's another interesting article, this one um, at theculturalhall.com, talking about uh, what the past, uh, that being attacks on Mormons and Catholics, teach us about the threat to Muslims. So essentially, um, you know, in the early days, especially here in the United States of America, that uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints were not treated very well, were not understood, were not taken the time to be understood, were not any of those things. Um, and Catholics in some places the very same way. What the article um, wants to point out is the similarities um, that now the, the people who are Muslim uh, experience now, today, and what we can learn about how as we, as the members of the more of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have been um, sort of more accepted, sought to be understood, not only how we have as a church have appreciated that, but also as how the stigma around, oh, those weirdos 
with you know their their underwear and their temples and the secret whatever those things are right mm-hmm. um, that that stigma has gone away uh, and and it really was a thing like just like hey Jesus still says love everyone everybody like that hasn't changed there's not a new book that says Meh, don't love everyone it still exists it's out there so great article about that at theculturalhall.com uh, how many more do you have I got one uh, pick my left hand or my right hand right okay. Uh, this was great. If you have a chance to watch this, hopefully they will replay it. Um, if not, uh, you should seek it out. Maybe it's uh, on the YouTubes, on the Hulus, on the Amazon Primes. Uh, there's a show on HBO. Uh, nope, it's on CNN. It's called United Shades of America with W. Kamu Bell. Do you know that show? I haven't heard of it. So he does... Um, Hour-long episodes about different communities, right? About the, the United States of America. But he calls it United Shades of America because he deals with a lot of like uh, minorities. Like, hey, there's a group of black men who are really thriving in Kentucky. What's, you know, what's that story? What is that like there with that? How are, you know, why are these men making a difference there? Uh, there's, um, mm-hmm. you know, the community. Anyway, so he traveled here to Salt Lake to talk about how... Um, Utah, although typically known for being super conservative, and that because of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also has a very unique and very thriving LGBTQ community. Uh, Part of the episode is Dan Reynolds, the lead singer of uh, Imagine Hmm. Dragons. Um, They talk, they talk with several people who um, have been impacted um, by not only the legislation here in the state of Utah, but that very same policy of 2015. Um, they talk with members of the church who uh, are homosexual, who are transsexual, who are all these different um, these different uh, what variations, um, these different m- modes or, or ways or means of living, and just talks about how they are able to be faithful, and in some cases, how they're not able to be faithful within the church. It's really well done. It's not super heavy-handed. If uh, you're looking for a way to maybe introduce it to, you know, that discussion, the LGBTQ discussion with your kids, like who are these people and how should we treat people and, you know, everything like that, it's it's a pretty um, mild-handed um, hmm. kind of program, about an hour long, and I would say, you know, you're 13... 13 plus to be able to check it out. But it was really good. It's called the United Shades of America. And it was... I can find that on YouTube or something that... uh, Yeah, it was the June... June the... uh, I don't know. Not this last Sunday, but the other one. So the 10th, the 2nd, the 1st, 1st or 2nd of June. Mm -hmm. You can check that out. Probably online somewhere. Uh, What was your last story? Yeah. My lighter story to finish up. Yay! Uh, It was just a Facebook post from Sister Bonnie Corden. She's the Young Women's General President. Uh, She received a gift, a birthday gift this year. It was a hand-painted Russian nesting doll, right? That's Uh fine, of the Latter-day Prophets. Those are the ones that, like, inside there's another one and there's another one? It starts with a very tiny wooden doll and Uh then, yeah, you start with a big one probably... Oh, the, the full-size ones are maybe eight, nine inches tall. Okay. And then as you split it in half, you open it up. Inside is one slightly smaller okay. and so on. It's the full list of LDS presidents from Joseph Smith to President Nelson. Really? Of, of Russian nesting dolls. That's awesome. <laughs> so is President Nelson the big one or is President Nelson the smallest one? Uh, he was the biggest one. Interesting. Yeah. 
And so all within him, that's an interesting concept, actually. Yeah. That within President Nelson are all of the other prophets who have gone before him in this dispensation. And, that's cool. And now there's room, you know, for the next one. Yeah, can, you just put him inside the next one. Another one. That's cool. <laughs> can you buy those somewhere, I wonder? No, hers was hand-painted and made, so I don't know if you can... But that's I'll, cool. I'll have to look around. I just barely saw that when we were getting ready for this. I that's thought it was kind of cool. uh, quirky. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I want to see what number this is for this um, episode I'm about to refer. Um, a long time ago, we had a woman by the name of Kendall Levine into the cultural hall. Do you remember this episode, Kyle? Uh, vaguely, yes. This is a, a woman who served her missionary uh, her mission in... Um, Australia, and this is episode number 156 of the Cultural Hall. You can find it. It's out there. It's still downloadable. Um, She was hit by a taxi and told that she would never walk or talk again. She came back here to Utah, and we had the opportunity to interview her. So let me pick this up. Mormon missionary who suffered a traumatic brain injury after being hit by a taxi has now returned to Australia to forgive the driver five years later. Kendall Levine, 25, met the taxi driver for the first time during a speaking tour of the country in Canberra, which is a city of Australia, this last Friday. The pair, that is uh, the taxi driver and Kendall, returned to the spot where she was struck by the taxi after it veered off the road in September of 2014. She was 20 at the time, Uh, She was standing at the side of the road and taking a picture of a double rainbow when she was hit. She had part of her skull removed and doctors feared that she would never walk or talk again. She's made a remarkable recovery and is now able to walk with assistance almost five years after the crash. She says she has zero hard feelings toward the man who almost killed her. He changed my life forever in a more positive way than I could have ever imagined, she wrote. He felt bad until I told him that I had zero hard feelings for him. Things have turned greater than expected. The taxi driver brought her a bouquet of flowers. When they first met, Miss Levine's mother, Melody, said that they delayed their flights so that they could meet the man. It was beautiful, relieving, and healing for both he and Kendall, they said on their Facebook page. He's an amazing man. He's kind, and uh, he is, uh, he's an amazing kind man as well as his wife and his family. We all became quick friends and enjoyed an evening together with way too much food. Um, Canberra tradesman Brendan Thierne pulled Miss Levine from under the taxi after the crash almost five years ago. He joined her and the taxi driver when they returned to the spot. She hadn't met up with the guy who had saved her life either, who had pulled her from underneath the taxi. The three of them signed a nearby tree to commemorate their reunion. She also met the medical team who saved her life when she was in a month-long coma. The 25-year-old is back here in the state of Utah after a month-long stay in Australia and New Zealand, where she spoke uh, at various firesides. Mm. Pretty awesome. Wow. And I think we're going to get her back here in the cultural hall for a follow-up visit to see how she's doing. I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. I hope if you're sick or afflicted, <clears throat> you'll be willing to listen next week. And then when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. Why, that's right now for you, Brother Kyle. Yeah. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the cultural hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got 